Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Man of the Post Extra Time. I'm your host, Chris. Uh, with me this week, I have got Ryan. Hey. How's Martin? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Just starting, <laughs> starting off straight away. Wow. Sorry, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Very well, thank you. Uh, and with me back after a couple of weeks, I've got Justin. Hello. How are you? Excellent. How are you, Chris? I'm good, thank you. Have you heard about Ryan's brother? No, I haven't. Oh, he sounds great. It was the talk of the podcast last week. <laughs> well, look, listen, I this week I have downloaded a Taylor Swift song. Um, I downloaded her song Dress from her new album. So what is the last two songs you guys downloaded? Oh, I don't mean I don't download songs. I just stream them all on Spotify. But uh, they're, they're, have you ever seen that show, The Goldbergs? I know I've heard of it. There's, um, the theme to that is by one of my favourite bands, and they've finally released a full track today, actually. So I'd, I was listening to it earlier. I couldn't tell you what the other track is, though. I guess it's Shazam It. Shazam It? Shazam. I don't think I've ever used Shazam in my life. I don't think I've ever used Shazam in my life. Tell me who sings it, though. If you Shazam It while you're listening to it. Yeah, it's it. I've used Shazam to to identify tracks that I uh, didn't know the artist or the name. It's, it's pretty useful. What oh, are you kicking yourself? You think who's that? I know who that is, and then you just Shazam. And then the other track I downloaded was by the Chainsmokers. There you go. I have a look on my phone. You hipster. <laughs> They're good, aren't they? It's very like someone. I like the songs, and so I was out last week, and someone said, "Oh, have you listened to the album?" really good and I, was like, I haven't had, I don't think I have actually so I put it on and I was like, actually these are all really good they are aren't they Justin what about you what was the last song you downloaded um I'm you know similar to Ryan I'm mostly uh I'm, I'm just streaming things these days but I did download the most recent Dive album oh and I heard of Dive what are they like uh they are um they're what I sort of call uh Brooklyn Psychedelic so there's there's all these bands that, that came out of Brooklyn in the last half decade or eight years or so that are uh, some Beach Fossils and and uh, uh, Dive. It's spelled D I I V. Um, I'm probably their oldest fan. I think they appeal to a much younger demographic than me, but um, they're just sort of like like side poppy. You see, we all t- with with Dive and Chainsmokers and me downloading Taylor Swift. You're far cooler than me, the pair of you. 
Uh, we're going to talk about the Champions League this week. Uh, the Ballon d'Or has just been announced, so we'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, and some Premier League action coming up this weekend as well. So, I'm afraid, guys, we're going to have to start at uh, the Coliseum. Uh, we're going to start at Anfield. Do we need to, though? I mean, nothing, nothing really happened, did it? I mean, you know, it's box standard game. It's fine. Well, Liverpool won 7-0 against Spartak Moscow with a hat-trick for uh, Felipe Coutinho, two for Saido Mane. Do you know who else wasn't impressed? Who? Roy Keane. He's never impressed by anything, is he? <laughs> no. He said they haven't beaten anybody at Liverpool. But they scored 23 goals in um, Champions League group this year. It's the highest uh, anyone's ever scored in the group stage, right? Uh, I think it's the second highest or joint second highest for a British team or something strange like that. Oh, yeah, I, I, I must have been British, British team, team. I think PSG's got to beat this. Ah, uh, that this makes year. sense. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. I, there, is, there is nothing to, to diminish about that performance. It was, it was devastating. That second um, goal, the, the, the Coutinho second goal. Oh, the, 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 the build-up one where yeah. it's just... That was really good. Yeah, and the Mane volley was obviously gorgeous yeah are you watching this if you're I'm just trying to think some of the teams that they were playing they could get uh, Bayern Munich they could get um, Juventus and Real Madrid couldn't they if you're one of those teams looking at this Liverpool side are you watching that thinking I hope we don't get them I wouldn't think anybody would be eager to face that front four Um, what about the back four well I was was going to be my point actually I was going to say they're probably worried about the front four I, I I think that, yeah, I mean, it's, there has been, you know, a, a well-documented uh, proclivity to concede at, 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 at bad times. And, of course, when you get into knockout ties in the Champions League with away goals, um, it, it does put more of a risk on them in, in that home leg where they're, they're so devastating at home. But now that, you know, the, the risk is, is greater. So um, I still would not be eager to face them if I was one of those sides, just in, on, on current form. I think you can um, trace their current form back to the pasting they got when they uh, played Spurs at Wembley. And I think Klopp learned something about his side and, and what they do well and, and how to sort of protect some of the softer areas of the side. And... Um, He's still managed to have them as a as a multifaceted dynamic attacking force, but I think some player roles uh, he he's done a little obviously some work on the training ground to to sort of like have Milner for example sit a little bit deeper um, and and protect the back four a little bit because they they do need protection. It's the first time that they qualified from the group stage in their last three attempts. Uh, Mo Salah's got 18 goals in all competitions. It's the most of a Premier League player so far. What could have been? What could? Yeah. <laughs> what could have been? Well, you only bought him in the first place to stop us buying him. That was what you did a little willing on us, didn't you? Yeah, we did. <laughs> you heard that we were interested and you thought, well, we'll put a stop to that. That's, that's not a willian. A, wheel, a willian is literally letting the other team pay for his flight ticket. And exactly. when he when he drops, oh, do you want to come over instead? Well, do you remember the big urban myth about how uh, Emmanuel Petit ended up at Arsenal? Was that, was that, did he think he was going elsewhere? And then oh, I, I think I've heard the story, but I can't remember. It well, he, I think he's confirmed this himself. He. Um, 
he was meeting Jerry Francis, who's the Spurs manager at the time, and he had a big long meeting with him. And I think they, it was like their second or third. And Jerry Francis said, "I just need another day to think about this. Can I call you back tomorrow?" Petit said, "Yeah, that's fine. Uh, can I just borrow some money from you so I can get a taxi to the hotel? Uh, borrowed some money off Jerry Francis and got in the taxi and went to Highbury and signed for Arsenal." <laughs> That's fantastic. Exactly. I think he's actually confirmed this himself. Actually, before I forget, who's got Netflix? I've got it. Have you? Yeah. Justin, have you got it? Yeah, of course. I watched this. Well, I started watching it, but I couldn't. I can't iron and read subtitles at the same time, so I had to stop watching it. Uh, Le Bleu um, is a documentary on Netflix, and it's to do with the France 98 World Cup winning team and how... Uh, their win and the players playing for them and their sort of ethnic origin sat in with French racial relations at that time the whole black white Arab thing that they had going on at the time it looks absolutely amazing I just can't watch it while doing my ironing because I can't read and iron at the same time <laughs> but I'd look that up if I were you two guys yeah I, I, I would I would yeah I'd almost be hesitant to watch that because I would imagine there were so many hopeful um developments at that time which i don't think um with the you know the continued presence of national front types in in france and elsewhere like, i don't know that the promise of that was delivered on in the end i wonder if there was actually a reactionary um if that sort of um helped coalesce the 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 reactionary forces that you see unfortunately yeah, quite possible. I think the whole thing was the sort of the iconic image of an Algerian immigrant having his name plastered on the Arc de Triomphe, and a lot of the um, French team at the time, plus Cantona, were in, uh, interviewed for this thing. I remember when I worked in a previous job, there was a French guy that came into our office, um, and I was chatting to him, and he said he didn't recognise that win because uh, it was um, a team of Africans, so he didn't recognise it. So yeah, you're right. There's a lot of that there, but you do see a lot of the protagonists being interviewed. Jorkaev's interviewed as well, and um, and people like that. It does look really good. Oh no, no. I mean, I'm sure it's excellent. Yeah, I would, I would love to see it. Yeah, make sure you check that out. Um, Liverpool finished top of that group on uh, 12 points. Uh, Maribor drew one more with Seville after Maribor did take the lead, but Seville finished with nine, and Spartak Moscow dropping to the Europa League, and then Maribor finished bottom of the group on third. Next for Liverpool, they are home to Everton. Um, Everton at winless at Anfield since 1999. Who knows who scored that goal for Everton? What year was no, it? There? Just say Duncan Ferguson. Yeah, no, it wasn't Duncan. Done. It was Kevin Campbell. Oh, okay. Okay, if Everton win, Sam Allardyce uh, will have beaten Liverpool with four clubs. Only Harry Redknapp has done the same. Hmm. Will it? I mean, they just have um, Everton have won their game tonight as well. I know they probably weren't playing the greatest of opposition, and they did drop a lot of players. He wasn't there either, Sam, was he? Was he not? <laughs> no, he had a pre-arranged uh, medical appointment, so he didn't go. Uh, okay. Um, oh. They beat West Ham, didn't they? And they won at the weekend, didn't they? I can't remember who against, but they won at the weekend. I was yeah, surprised. I was talking to someone at work and they said Everton are 10th. Mm. And I was sort of thinking, well, that's, that doesn't seem right because there's such a torrid start to the season. I thought they were sort of 15th or something. And then I, I think they were, though, oh. weren't they? I think, I think just those two wins you mentioned, six points jumped them over a, a whole host of sides that are continuing to not pick up points. Which says a lot about the the league at the moment and how tight it actually is, and and how yeah. you know three or four bad games could in theory 
Uh, push you down the table. I mean, look at Tottenham, they're dropping down the table a little bit just because they're not able to pick up as many points. Well, so, we're almost halfway through now, aren't we? Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's surprising to see how packed it is still. Yeah. Um, where are they? They are seven points off their Tottenham obligatory, or sort of Burnley obligatory seventh place. So. <laughs> They're, um, and Tottenham as well. If you think about Tottenham, they are Tottenham in sixth place. They're on 25 points. They are 15 points ahead of the relegation zone, um, and 18 points ahead uh, behind Man City. It's top, so they're closer to Crystal Palace in the bottom three. Yeah, I think that uh, it's not that long ago they were spoken of as the only possible title contenders with Manchester City, mm. and um, and they. They've had not the best string of results lately. Well, this was 3-1 last season to Liverpool. Wayne Rooney scored two goals at Anfield, but, um, and they were both 1-0 wins. So is that an omen? Who's going to win this one? I think it's going to be a draw, actually. I, I don't know. Everton are on the up at the moment. Um, the defensive priorities might come out. I think, obviously, your, your front four is going to be just scary. So I feel like there's going to be at least a couple of goals. Um, but... I don't know, Everton, I think, at the moment, are probably going to be on the high, so they might take it as a good opportunity to, to really tip that. Obviously, their season's already turned around a little bit already, but I think this could be the next step change, as part of that. They're a change beast, aren't they? Just in defensively under Big Sam, that's what he does, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I mean, he sets his teams up, and, and they're organised, and the shape and spacing, difficult to break down, all those things. And I'm with Ryan. Um, I, I do see it as a competitive game. I, I would... I would bet almost my life on Liverpool managing to get all three points, but not in the sort of fashion, certainly, that, that we saw in midweek or, or in some of the more recent league romps they've had. I, I do think it'll be very, very competitive. There's been, you know this well, Chris, there's been a lot of Merseyside derbies in, in recent years where uh, Everton have caught Liverpool in a little bit of bad form and it hasn't helped them. Um, you know, it's, I know it's a cliche that the form book goes out the window, but um, this time, if, they, if this this fixture had come a month earlier, uh, I, I can't. I would have expected them to take a, a pasting. But as as Ryan says, um, fortunes have improved to some degree under Sam. They're certainly more difficult to break down. They stay in games. The question is, if uh, you know, can they? How to say this without sounding stupid? Can they score as many goals as Liverpool score? Yeah. If it turns into that kind of game, and, and they can't, so they've got to keep it tight. It has to be a tight, low-scoring match for them. No, and so there's usually a few red cards in this. Who's going to get sent off at the weekend? But in this game, Rooney. Rooney. I was thinking Rooney as well. Or uh, Ashley Williams, because he's just a liability. <laughs> yeah, he's not the Ashley Williams of Swansea, is he? No, he's not. He's not. Um... Manchester City did do very well in the Champions League this week. They lost 2-1 to Shakhtar Donetsk. Uh, Bernard, what a goal that was by Bernard. He was linked with Chelsea a little while ago, wasn't he, Ryan? In fact, he, he, he was, he's been linked with a lot of clubs over the, the past few years. And bringing it back to that child game, Chris, uh, for manager, he's, he's always bought by one of the big teams, one way or another. I think he's, I'm not sure, but I think his contract may actually be up. In summer, I don't know if that's still the case, yeah. um, but I think he's, so. He might be, um, he might be picked up, or some there might be some clubs after him in the top. Part I, of remember, the I remember about a year or so ago, he um, he basically sort of fluttered his eyebrows in a newspaper interview at Roman Abramovich, but you guys didn't take him up on it. 
No, but Chelsea's transfer dealings are just all those a bit bizarre anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> it's the first City loss in 29 games. Who's the last team they lost to? Anyone guess? Uh, 28 oh. games? Yeah. Was it Chelsea last season? No, it was Arsenal in the semi-final of the Cup. Oh, right, yeah. That makes sense. Um, but it was kind of epidemic, oh, epidemic, academic, wasn't it? It was. I mean, that there. Someone was trying to tell me that their lineup was was complete, sort of youth team or, or like reserve level. But you looked on it on paper. They still had Edison in goal, who made a bit of an error for um, Shakhtar second. Oh, he did. It wasn't a bit of an error. That was he did that in pre season, didn't he? He came charging at his area. Yeah, and Justin, have you seen that goal at all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have. Was, I mean, did he make, obviously he's come out, but did he need to come out that far, or did? Probably not. He he does that regularly, and you, you would probably argue that on the balance of an entire season, he prevents more goals uh, doing that than the occasional disaster. Um, so that he still comes out ahead on the ledger, but it was a bad one for sure. Um, Phil Foden started uh, for Manchester City. Now, who would like a little Phil Foden quiz and facts thing? Are. I'm not keen on the quiz, but the facts I'm on board with. Facts, yes. On board with facts, not quiz, because I don't <laughs> know much of that. Things that are older than Phil Foden. Oh, uh, God. The DVD. Google. Uh, the Nokia 3210. <laughs> the PlayStation 2. Uh, Bluetooth headsets. He's only about three months younger than, Buff- uh, than um, Dora the Explorer. The PlayStation 2? Yeah. Oh, my God. Now then. Here's your little quiz, lads. Uh, who finished Europe's top scorer in the year that he was born? Okay. Um, Marco Van Basten. No. That'd be an incredible... I don't, I, I don't know. I do. Kevin Phillips. Kevin Phillips. <laughs> the day before Phil Foden was born, England drew 1-1 with Brazil in a friendly uh, in which Gareth Southgate was on the bench. Yeah. Uh, and Ryan Roberto Di Matteo scored the winner as Chelsea beat Aston Villa in the last cup final at the Old Wembley good old Di Matteo yeah treated him well didn't you (laughs) I was going to say let's not talk about that part (laughs) Uh, also in group F Feyenoord drew 1-1 with Napoli so City finished top of that group on 15 points Shakhtar 12 Napoli Napoli 6 that's disappointing isn't it it's really disappointing I was really shocked to see that yeah uh, final on one point right next up for Manchester City um, they are away to Manchester United who beat Seska 2-1 that was a brilliant goal by Seska wasn't it that was hilarious it was miles offside oh yes yeah he was <laughs> uh, and then two goals in a minute by Lukaku and Rashford saw them through so uh, Basel beat Benfica 2-0 Benfica finished with a null point of the group uh, Manchester United top on 15 then Basel second on 12 Seska in the Europa League with 9 points so Manchester United are now unbeaten in 40 games. Will they make it unbeaten in 41, either of you, as they face City this weekend at Old Trafford? Well, I, I think, I think they... a huge thing, though. Sorry, Justin, you can go. No, 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 go ahead, Ryan. As I was saying, Pogba missing is it's huge. I think it he's going to a rock coming yeah. back. Um, they've looked a hell of a lot better since he's come back, and, and missing him, I think, could be the, 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 the difference maker. Yeah, it's it's a bad time. Um, to have Pogba not available because he he brings something to that side that they sorely lack 
without, just powerful running with the ball through the midfield. Um, uh, obviously, he gets on the end of things, too, so he's playing higher up the pitch this season. But, but just his ability to carry the ball uh, and find penetrating passes and shoot from distance, all those things, um, they're, they're, not, they're not the same side without him as the results have shown. I would have strongly liked their chances uh, on current form, I know I was I was I was very high on City the last time I was on the pod, uh, but not just the midweek result, but some of their league results lately have had an element of uh, to a degree of good fortune and leaving it late and scraping through that kind of thing. Um, certainly not. I think teams have figured out how to play against them and stay in games a little better uh, than they had done for the first few months of the season, and I would have liked. United's chances in this one, you know, with a with a full selection available, um, I'm I'm not sure. Uh, I don't see them winning it. I do think they they could get a draw. It was a sending off for Paul Pogba last week, wasn't it? I thought so. Yeah. 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 You, you know. I, I mean, he, he made his own bed, though, didn't. Oh, I I just saw people. It, uh, and funny enough, the only people that were saying it were people that were just saying Bellerin shouldn't put his leg there, and. I, I can't remember who mentioned it, but it's someone trying to block the nutmeg. He yeah. doesn't want to get nagged, so he's putting his leg down to stop the ball going through. Well, and yeah. I know Pop was in it's a natural position because he's running, but at the same time, his foot goes in onto Bellerin, and it's not like he stops running afterwards and checks if he's all right. He just carries on. That, yeah. to me, is the, the, the difference. Yeah, Bellerin shouldn't put his leg there because it's bad defending. But it doesn't then give anybody the right to plant their studs uh, four inches into his into his into his calf. So it's it's. I thought it was pretty clear sending off. Can, Chris, can we go back to you and and the the Seska offside goal? Mm. It wasn't offside. Was it not? No. Well, Blind was off the pitch, wasn't he? Blind's off the pitch. Yeah, yeah. So that counts as a defender standing on the line. If you go sliding off the pitch like that, then you're oh. you're. It's considered to be on the on the end line goal line. That uh, might be because the, the the linesman didn't react whatsoever in almost like a or oh, thinking about it sort of way. He, it was literally just like no, he's onside. That's the end. Of yep. it. Yeah, oh, yeah. Superb referee in there. Uh, um, yeah, they did well. Garth Crooks had a little dig at Paul Pogba's hair again in his team of the week column. Of course he did. <laughs> Have you seen these? Just. In- uh, yeah, that, well, they get retweet, retweeted into my, my Twitter. It's one of my favorite things. It's a, One of my absolute favorite things is dinosaur ex-pros who just can't handle um, elements of, of the, the current generation of players. And I just, I get no end of enjoyment from it. <laughs> it's very funny. Um, it's what... funny now. You know, it's, what's funny, I really find it funny when players will complain about multicolored boots because it's 25 years now that players have been wearing colorful boots like if you watch highlights of of sort of mid 90s going into the early 2000s premier league you see white and yellow and green and blue and orange and pink and everything like it's not a new thing do you remember the goalkeeping phase in the late 80s early 90s of wearing cycling shorts bruce grobrice had the bright green ones didn't he yeah i mean well that that has never gone away it's just that the shorts are much longer now and they cover them oh okay yeah um, what sort of Manchester United are we going to get? This is Manchester United at home, but this is Jose against a top six side. So is he going to park the bus? But he can't really do that at home against their. He's definitely rivals, park. He? He's definitely parking the bus. But he can't. But, but, I'm a, but Jose, he's never really seen to care about rivalries and stuff. I mean, I, I can't remember if it was at 
our place or yours, um, the the game where we beat you two 0 um, and it was pretty much parked the bus for eighty minutes and then counting the um, Stephen Gerrard slip, wasn't it? Was that the yeah. game? It was and then yeah. was, oh, that was it. Was going in the last five minutes yeah. and they, yeah, where yeah. he shushed the crowd, but yeah, you know he, he he didn't care about whether people want attacking football at home or away. He, he's just he cares about winning. But they're eight and, points and behind. To do it in any way. They're eight points behind Manchester United, uh, uh, Manchester City. This is a chance to knock it down to five, isn't it? I think he, well, he, his, his mindset is to park the bus and counter. I think that he's yeah, thinking that's I, the I only way he, to win. Yeah, I, I th- he think the, the intention is to win the game. It just isn't to win the game by uh, by attacking as the primary uh, team tactic. It's it's sit, absorb pressure, and um, make make the most of any opportunities that, that come the other way. I think without Pogba, um, you know, you'll, you'll see it even more, uh, an even lower deep set um, and, and look to counter. I, I do take issue sometimes with it being, being called park the bus because teams that park the bus are not trying to counterattack. Mm. Uh, if, if you uh, think, think back to Jose's Inter when they, they knocked Barcelona out of the Champions League, they they went into that second leg at home um, with uh, I don't remember how the first leg had ended honestly. Second but, leg was at the new camp, wasn't it? Set, you're right. Second leg was at the new camp. They they, they won the first leg one 0 at home, and so they went into the second leg not needing a goal. That's parking the bus. They made no attempt to get out of their end. Didn't try to stretch the play. Didn't try to get anybody forward at all, or even on the counter attack. And and to me that's that's parking the bus what i think you most see from united when when he sets his team or, or jose teams when he does this is a what 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 i would call a very deep line of confrontation where you're allowing the other side to have the ball um and and not stopping your retreat till you're till you're as far back as about the top of your your own box um but then you're very, very, very attuned to any sort of ball or bad touch from the opposition that gives you the opportunity with just one pass to cut most of them out of the game because you've, they've, you've drawn them so deep into your end. So I'm not in any way trying to make a claim that this is entertaining um, or artful, but I do make a, a slight distinction between that and then full-on bus parking. Yeah, I mean, I don't have a particular problem with it because you you win and you find your own particular way to win. I'm just thinking if I'm a Manchester United fan uh, at home against my biggest rivals, do I want to be entertained as well as win? Sure. You, well, and the other thing, too, is that we, we talk about Liverpool's uh, currently terrifying front four, and we know City is extremely deep in their attack. United, at least when... Pogba is playing, and when you maybe Lukaku is a little bit more on song, they they almost match that. I don't think they quite do, but with with Martial and Rashford, Lukaku and Pogba, um, there's there's a great deal of attacking talent there and pace. Uh, and so, uh, you, you as a United fan, you would you would hate to leave those those weapons un, unutilized. Um, and so, you, you hope for some setup that allows for them to still. Uh, s- still attack. Okay. Um, right, Ryan, your boys. Chelsea drew 1-1 with Atletico Madrid. Uh, Saul Niguez took the lead from a Fernando Torres. Flick on. We all love a bit of Fernando Torres, don't we still? 
We do, and to be and even fair play to him, he didn't overly. I know he didn't score the goal, but you know, so there's quite a lot of praise on him, and he didn't celebrate massively. I think he just took the the praise of his um, other players. He, he, he tweeted afterwards, you know, he got such a good reception from the crowd as well um, that love him. But this game, I, and we're, we're just talking about, and I'm glad you moved on to this one straight after the United conversation because. Simeone, right, they're... Yeah, I get that they're playing away from home, but they need the win. And they need a, com- they need a big win to, to give themselves any potential hope of, of going through. And they, their play was just so negative. Um, they, they had a lot of the ball um, around, in and around the Chelsea area. And you could see people look up for a cross in towards Griezmann and Torres... So they look up and then immediately pass it back or across the pitch. And they had all this possession, and I don't think they had a chance in the first 20, 25 minutes, whereas Chelsea, we should have won the game. Uh, We had so many chances to score. Morata probably should have at least scored one, uh, especially towards the end. Uh, William should have scored. But I'm just so surprised that Simeone set his team up in such a way where it was like, right, still build, build possession, for me, I think they should have just been knocking it in the box. You've got two very talented strikers. Um, I mean, especially for Griezmann, we've seen what he can do with a with a deep cross, and they just didn't play that way. Those Carabag draws are going to re- have come back to bite me in the bum, haven't they? And well, I think that's the the other thing is I think in those games they played the same way, mm. um, and it was just amazing watching. And I, I actually counted the amount of times that you know the ball went out to the right back who had a good position in similar to how Aspilicueta has been getting assists this season or maybe even a little bit further forward where Griezmann's peeled off the man and he's probably in a little bit of space he looks up and then immediately he rolls the ball underneath his feet and, and passes, it, passes it across the, the pitch it was just amazing just thinking they need to create chances well, you don't uh, win the group, do you? Because Roma's 1-0 win against Carabag in Rome, uh, thanks to Perotti, sees them top the group. They, uh, I, I don't get that, because is it goal scored? or there's a, If you look at the table... No, it, it's, um, it's based on uh, games with second place. So, because Roma beat us and drew, mm. they, got a be- they have a better record against us, therefore finish top. Okay, I, I think there's some weird things with it's the record against the other team that matters. Gotcha. Okay, so they top the group. You come second, uh, and you are next home to West Ham with the 19th century football derby. Oh God, that's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I th- we're we're really in really good form. Actually, I think Hazard's been so incredible recently. Yeah, I'd like to think we'll be fine. Um, the Jesse thing where I'm going to say I'm not going to say everything's going to be fine <laughs> um, uh, but just, no I think generally we were in good form uh, Morata should have scored at midweek but you know I think he'll probably get a goal yeah Justin what do you reckon uh, same hard to see anything but a Chelsea Chelsea winning Okay, well, Chelsea have lost 2 out of 22 versus West Ham in the Premier League and West Ham have gone 8 Premier League games without a win but David Moyes has won four out of five versus reigning champions, and three of those managers were Italian. Who wants to have a guess as which managers they were? Italian, um, what, for Chelsea or just in general? In general. An- An- right. Ancelotti. Yeah. Over to you, Ryan. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I don't know. Why am I... Uh, uh, Zola? No. Come on, reigning no. champions. 
As I say. Oh, yeah, Ranieri. Yeah, one more. A reigning Italian champion. Mancini. Well done. Well done, yeah. Well done. Right, last season, uh, Diego Costa's 89th minute goal gave Chelsea a 2 1 win. So, but you think it's going to make no difference? Uh, no, regardless of Moyes or anything, Chelsea, I think it would. If, it, if the form had been a little bit different, but I think we're actually playing some really nice football, and Conte's gone with the the two up top now with Hazard playing in that role, I think that slight uh, shift in formation has been a big difference. And just a quick one, I think the omission of David Luiz from the lineups has been a huge difference to he's Chelsea. Injured, isn't he? Well, they should, I think they're now saying he's injured, but I think the first time he was dropped, I don't think he was injured at that point. Because uh, he was dropped for some form of argument with Conte. Uh, but I think if you look at someone like Christensen, who I think he's got one of the best passing actresses in the Premier League mm. as a defender. And he, he's looked unbelievable. And I saw a piece on Sky Sports about Asquilla Crater earlier. And he's just been incredible as well. So, you know, I think Chelsea are in a good position right now. I think the formation change has suited them. Um, and I, yeah, we should be fine. Is Christensen better than Kurt Zuma? Two different, two very different styles. Zuma is Zuma is very, very good. Um, before he got that long-term injury, he was really good, at sort of, especially when players were breaking at him. There were so many chances, times where he'd, he'd jump into the challenge, but it was in a controlled manner, and he, he was able to really bear the start of some situations, especially during the finished tenth se- uh, season. Mm. Uh, different. I, I'd like to see them both in the team. I oh. think Zuma is probably going to be better than Rudiger. He's more. He can play fullback though more, doesn't he? Yeah. So I think it's way different room, wasn't it? There's a lot of options, which is good. Yeah. Uh, Spurs beat Apollo Casilla three nil. Lorente with his first goal in his seventeenth appearance for Spurs. Um, there's a stat, Jesse. Uh, Son's goal was pretty good, wasn't it? That little dribble the first the time, one two it? and uh, he, we sort of dribbled. He, he played oh, one yeah. two and then curled it, didn't he, into the corner. Very nice goal. Yeah. I think Lorente's was actually taken well as well. Yeah, uh, I like it was Lorente's. Yeah. He's still a very good player, isn't he? Yeah, he's yes. taken a while to, to get going at Tottenham, but I think that's probably because of the lack of game time. Yeah. Um, there wasn't a full house, was there, at Wembley? Is there no. ever? No. <laughs> I don't know, should there be, I suppose? Well, they've got that... I don't know if it was, I don't know if it's the same for uh, Tottenham, obviously, but you've got that middle bit where the camera always seems to be focused on, where it's normally very empty. Where, is it like... Wembley Club or something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't yeah. know if that applies to Tottenham or not. Whether they have their own agreement in place. Not Quite sure. Possibly. Well, Spurs finished the Group H uh, on top of sixteen points. That's the most of any team in the Champions League this season. Um, and then you've got Real Madrid in thirteenth place and second, who beat Dortmund three two. Um, Ronaldo scored his 114th Champions League goal and what an absolute doozy it was that goal he scored you see the one he sort of curled in from the edge of the it area was, it was very good and he's the first player to score in every single group stage match he is uh, Borussia Dortmund on two points they're awful this season aren't they it, it's interesting actually to see you know the type of clubs that are getting through this season I mean you look at Napoli and Dortmund two teams you'd expect to be in the next stage and they're both out with and it's not even like they've been knocked out in potentially harsh scenarios that they have both been very poor generally mm. and have got barely any points so Dortmund Atletico Madrid and Napoli drop down into the Europa League how are Arsenal going to get on the, for the remainder of the season this competition 
you'd hate you'd hate it, wouldn't you? To, to have such a, a Europa League scenario, and then all right, who, who am I going to get? Oh, Napoli! Oh, you got great. all that effort of going through the group stage. Uh, Justin Spurs next up are at home to Stoke, um, where they beat them three four nil last season. Spurs did. Yeah, I but I wonder what's going on at Spurs just now. It's just not not quite the same as it has been. Oh, oh gosh, sorry. <laughs> Get him, Bryce. Uh, yeah, he doesn't like that Tottenham team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So th- there's a there's a very large blue heron that lives on our lake, and and Bryce has a an unbridled hatred for it. And so <laughs> it just flew by, and he wants at it so badly. Is it the same heron? Uh, it's a heron. Yes, it's the same one. Yeah, same one. It lives here. Yeah, yeah. You've got a lake. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they're How much they're. How many did you make water. it, Dumfoulin? <laughs> uh, I I live above my means. So. <laughs> Have these two got beef? Does the heron like Bryce? The the heron is largely unconcerned with him because he realizes that Bryce, unlike himself, does not have the gift of flight. Yeah. And so he'll let Bryce charge at him from a, a great distance, and then in the last twenty yards or so, just casually take off. He taunts him. He taunts him, yeah. <laughs> the one that Bryce doesn't like him. Uh, yeah. yeah, sorry, you were saying Spurs are a funny team. Well, they're they're a very good team, but the results and the performances. There's, I'm not I'm not sure. Jesse would obviously be able to give more insight on this, but but she's um, not here, so you let rip at them. I uh, no, no, it, it's 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 nothing negative. I just I have I just wonder, um, you know, if there's if there's an overall level of fatigue in in the team. Uh, if the, you know, I, I don't know. I've heard. Um, the Pochettino is a modern manager, and, and he and the, there's periodization and rest periods for the players and all that. But but nonetheless, look, some of the league performances lately have looked labored um, and look like the sort of performances you expect, you know, in sort of the tail end of April. So I don't know. It's a, it's a game they should win, but I, I'm less confident about them picking up what you would consider the easy points at home than I would have been just a month ago or so. Okay, I'm, hedge- I'm hedging my bets now. They'll go win four <laughs> nil. <laughs> well, Stoke have won four out of five games at Wembley in all competitions, and Zerdan Shakiri has got four goals and five assists in eleven appearances. Yeah, and he's he's a handful. I mean, he, he's the strangest looking footballer. I mean, he's if you ever watch video from like the old uh, these competitions that don't exist anymore, the Intertoto Cup, the yep. the Fairs Cup, things like that. That's what footballers used to look like in the 70s in a lot of places and, and like outside of the elite clubs, um, outside of Bayern and, and Ajax and all that. When, when, the, when you would play a, a sort of like um, a second division Bulgarian side, you saw a lot of that body type and that, that's largely gone from the game now. It's very difficult to make it as a professional footballer when you're a human potato. Um, he's very squat, isn't he? He's like Ramman or something. Extremely squat. Him and Gary Med- Medell are maybe the only two I can think of that are you know that are built built that way. But not only is he, but he's fast. He runs with the ball at his feet, um, in a in with speed. And he's very threatening, and he and he's got a, a terrific shot on him. And uh, he's a problem, and, and you really wouldn't want to to defend him. It was not a comfortable experience, I wouldn't think. Even so they do carry- used to be quite squat, right. didn't he? Oh, yeah, that's right. Sorry, I interrupted you. Yeah, I was just trying to think of short squat, but very, very good players. A lot of squat, a lot of short, but but not usually short and and that that sort of squat and yeah. stocky wide. I'd never tell Ivan Cordova he was short either. 
No, uh -uh, you wouldn't want to. No, he's not the one you'd mess with. No. Who'd win in a fight between him and Paolo Montero? Oh, gosh. I'd like to I, see it. I, I think fights always come down to crazy. Yeah? Yeah. So you go Montero. Okay. Um, okay, so elsewhere in the Champions League, we've got this weekend, or oh, this week we had uh, in Group B, Celtic lost at home to Anderlecht, um, but they do finish uh, third in the group, Celtic do, so, so they progress through to the Europa League at Anderlecht's expense. Um, Bayern beat PSG 3 1. Uh, Robert Lewandowski in his silvery fox hair, um, they finished level on points on 15 points each, and they lost at the weekend, didn't they? Last weekend, PSG did. It was a uh, there's a little bit of a weak inside they played against Bayern, wasn't it? There was a bit. The Bayern fans were throwing um, fake money at Neymar, weren't they? Yeah, I think they did that the, the, after the first game as well. But it's still brilliant. <laughs> well, someone did point out the slight hypocrisy of this is the fact that um, they've got Qatari interest by Munich. Have they go on there to their pre-season their sort of winter break tours to Qatar, and they have a Qatari. Um, business sponsor them as well so you know i think it's more the fact that Bayern just instead of they technically buy the title because whenever their rivals are getting good they'll just buy the star player yeah. of their rivals <laughs> exactly well yeah they they, <laughs> they they bought half the, the dortmund side yeah, exactly. bought one titles with yeah yeah exactly uh group d barcelona finished up on 14 points Juventus 11 and group g speaking of buy titles uh rb leipzig lost at home to ryan besiktas who finished top of their group unbelievable i mean their goal <laughs> they, they they absolutely did a number on monaco <laughs> uh, monaco lost 5-2 at um uh, at porto so besiktas finished top of that group with porto on seven points uh, Leipzig going through the Europa League on seven as well, and Monaco too. That's a really tough group, actually, that is. But one thing I was looking at is, because um, I was watching the goal show in BT Sport, and Vicent, uh, Vincent Abubakar scored for uh, Porto. And I kind of think, whenever I watch the goal show, he always scores. And I've just gone to have a look at his stats. Um, when he played for Lorient, it was 17 goals in 37 games. Porto, in the time he's been there, 53 games, 26 goals. The year he spent on loan at Besiktas, 12 games, 27 goals. He's not a bad player, is he? Some, he'd do a good job in the Premier League, wouldn't he? Uh, absolutely. I was thinking the same thing, actually. I was watching the, the highlights beforehand. He always seems to pop up. He does. Yeah, but... Go on. Well, why would anyone ever leave Besiktas? Oh, no, sorry. He plays at Porto. Oh, he was unloading it. It was unloading it. Why, why would you leave Besiktas now? I mean, yeah, no, yeah. That's that's just me trying to rip on my. I think I've made no no secret of the fact that I hope Besiktas win the Champions League. I think that'd be great. Oh, it'd be fantastic. I think Chris would be happy with that. <laughs> I, I, I I will never the, the the joy of their the video they made in, in the in the transfer window will stay with me forever. <laughs> Imagine I wouldn't want to leave Porto. Would you? It must be a nice place to live in the winter. A, yeah. Did you, was Porto Monaco the game with the, the the scuffle that ended with both players getting sent off? Yes, yes, it was. That so was that brilliant, was, wasn't it? It was a bit. Of, it was a bit of a, a naughty challenge. I can't remember who even did, but then they, they had a bit of a slap. It? But then the, the, one of the players tried to slap the other around the referee, and he ended up clipping the referee yes. on the ear. That was fantastic. <laughs> so fair play to the referee for actually sending them both off rather than just booking them. Both. Yeah, they both went off, didn't they? Uh, I'm just made. I just made a mental note of a Bubikar for for oh. a football manager. Although he's probably about twenty five million pounds. 
We'll come on to some more Premier League games in a little while. Um, some European games this weekend. The Bundesliga is 34th as Borussia Mönchengladbach play Schalke. Um, Serie A is the Derby d'Italia tomorrow. It is Juventus in third versus Inter in first. Um, who's seen Inter's Christmas song? I'm not, I haven't, but I need to watch this. I yeah, I retweeted it a minute ago. It's called Interbells. They're all in there. Perisic is there. Ricard is there. Um, they're all making an appearance. It's, they're in a recording studio. Imagine some sort of uh, FA Cup 1980s team going in and making a pre-final sort of final FA Cup song. It's very similar to that. They're all decorating Christmas trees and singing Interbells, Interbells. Oh, a- that's fantastic. Now, yeah. is, are, are they doing it? Because it's all done these days, ironically. The great thing about the ones you reference is that the teams just did that, and it was like a genuine. Here's our song, and and you know the single will be out in March. The the, uh, the England World Cup songs and all those sort of things. There's a complete lack of irony. It seemed like. Now I've spoke about this before. Ray Clements and Peter Shilton recorded a song together before the 1982 World Cup. It's the worst piece of music. <laughs> in in recorded history from two of the best goalkeepers that had ever lived and it's it's just it's completely earnest and a hundred percent and a legitimate attempt at a song i love it it's as bad as thomas brolin rapping oh yeah i forgot about that now it might, <laughs> it might not be that bad because it's an old style vaudeville sing-along thing so at least it's you know at least they had they're sort of the 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 they're staying within their realm, having done it. Where do you stand on World in Motion? Um, remind me which one that was. That was the 1991. That was England with New Order and John Barnes did his rap. Yeah, that's right. It was pretty good. There was a lot of acid-washed denim in that, if I recall. Yeah, that was around sort of Manchester time, wasn't it? Yeah, and shell suits. Yes, yes. Good yes, question about Inter. Is this, is this, are they doing the Christmas song because this is the last chance a lot of these Inter players will have a chance to do it at Inter. I feel like Cardi and Perisic both won't be there next season. But they say that a lot, don't they? No, I mean, Manchester United were heavily linked with Perisic in the summer and he stayed and nobody yeah, has been particularly I, linked with Icardi. I feel like this, I, I don't know what it is, this season they seems a little bit different, I think, because maybe there was that interest in the summer for Perisic, but he's had so many good games so far and obviously they're top of the league and if they go ahead and win that title is that going to be the the thing for players to think well I've won the Serie A is it time for me to move on I don't know I just thought it's one of those times where I think a lot of those players might go in the summer yeah you might be right I don't know I I quite like this Inter team I'd quite like oh I do yeah I quite like Mauro Cardi for the wrong one that he is I think he's a phenomenal player He's not even whether he's a wrong. He's just a brilliant strike. I mean, on again, football manager. I, <laughs> my 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 Italian team is Inter. I managed them last season. I'm managing them this season, and we actually won the title in the first season because Icardi just went on an absolute mad tear. He scored pretty much a goal a game. Mm. Um, Icardi, he's just so he, in, obviously in real life. He's just his goals. He he's a proper goal scorer. He doesn't need many chances. He'll take his first one. I wrote an article a long time ago um, for In Bed with Maradona about how Inter Milan um, nearly ended up playing a bunch of Mexican Marxist peasants who were in rebellion against the uh, the central government at the time. And it was organised by Javier Zanetti. It would have been fantastic to have come off. 
their leader is this is this guy who I can't remember his name, but he um he sort of lives in the jungle and he wears a balaclava and smokes a pipe. That a brilliant game there to watch. <laughs> uh, Napoli play Fiorentina also in Serie A. It is Ajax versus PSV in the Eredivisie. Russia uh, is Spartak Moscow versus Seska Moscow. And Ryan. What's happening in the A-League? It's the Sydney Derby. Western Sydney Wanderers versus Sydney SC. That's on Saturday morning. Oh, what time's that? I'm out to watch that. Uh, 10 to 8, I think it um, starts. Or oh, 10 to 9 our time, I think um, it starts. Um, I'm in the Air League now. I'm, I need to watch it and start doing my scouting. So. Well, you, I was going to ask you about how you're getting on, but I was going to save that till the end. Yeah, we'll save that till the end. One quick thing, you've missed you've missed a great moment from the Italian League over the past week. Is this the goal? Oh, yes. 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 The team that we keep saying about every week, should they hold on to their run? Oh, we mentioned them every week, haven't we? Yes, I saw them at the weekend, yeah. Justin, are you a goal-scoring keeper? Um... Not from the run of play. Uh, I took I took a, a couple of penalties in 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 uh, penalty shootouts and and was successful on both attempts. But nothing like from the from the weekend a diving header in, in added time to that was fantastic. I mean, what a moment! I mean, especially against like obviously you think I know Milan are on hard times, but to to draw two two against Milan, I mean they they can't have in the way that they did. I just think like, they probably wouldn't couldn't believe it. Yeah, Get Tutso's yeah. first game in charge, wasn't it? He, he said it was going to be like a World Cup final. He, that's what he, he likened it to because that, that obviously the other team needed such a they need something, and right. actually Milan are in such a bad position. He said it's like it feels like a World Cup final to me. Imagine a goalkeeper scoring a World Cup final. Oh, that'd be brilliant, wouldn't it? By the way, with Milan, if Gennaro Gattuso is the answer, what is the question? Well, they're, they're clearly, I mean, it's just not working. I mean, they. I think they did. They not play again either tonight or last night or something, and they lost that as well. The Europa but League. Yeah, they might have. I want to check, but well, I know you, that it's not going well. You asked that that question, Chris, and I wonder sometimes the 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 massive, traditionally successful clubs become prisoners of their own history, and so if if Gattuso is the answer, what's the question? The question would be, who from our successful past can get us out of this? And that's not yeah. really the right question. It's it's really just who can get us out of this. And if, if they're insistent on it being someone fr- from their, their storied history, I think we had this discussion about David Unsworth and Everton, and when I took issue with Phil Neville's assertion that they're a special and different club, and so you can only successfully manage them if you are aware of the you know, the, of all those things. Um, you just limit your pool, first of all. And then secondly, you end up with people that are still learning that profession on, on the fly. And I, I hope, as I hope with every, I mean, I, I grew up, I think, like all of us did with Milan as a, you know, as a, as a force in, in world football and, and nothing would make me happier to see them relevant on that stage again. But uh, uh, obviously, we know they've got there's there's financial issues, you know, largely at the root of it. But doesn't look like it's too early to say. But 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 there's not there's nothing about Gattuso as a manager that makes me think that he will have any sort of sustained success there. And, uh, think... uh, sorry, Chris, carry on. No, you go. I was going to say, well, you know, saying about the financials. I mean, yeah, I just double check they did lose two 0 in their Europa League game against. Um, I don't even know how to say that. Reichka or Reich. 
But yeah, I mean that there's also this story that's coming up today that they're trying to reach settlement with UEFA regarding their breach of financial fair play, which UEFA have pretty much said we're not going to allow you to make an agreement or a settlement. We might have to find you more money slash maybe go down the reducing of squad. But I mean, it looks like they might not even get into Europe at this point. Uh, it's just Gattuso, as you, as you both said, is not the answer. But at the same time. I don't think he's got much to work with. I think the the club has just made some big decisions that just have all been wrong. They've made mistakes, and, and now they're in a position where, as Justin said, growing up and watching them be a force and you know, had the great players in the past, and now they're just struggling. Well, they've they spent heavily in the summer, haven't they? And they've twice before, with Clarence Seedorf and Pippo Inzaghi, they've gone back to their old players, and it's not worked then. So I don't know what on earth made them think it would work now, especially when Ancelotti's available. Yeah, and, you know, spent heavily too is 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 only half the story, I think, because uh, it's one thing to to come up with a, a, a large transfer fee, but it's the wages mm. uh, that they're not able to be competitive with. You know, obviously domestically with Juventus, and and certainly not with any of the clubs from the other big European leagues anymore. I think I think that's. Um, until they they are able to be competitive on that front, as well as transfer fees, they they will continue to have to stay back in this second second tier status that they now have. Yeah. If even that, if even that. I mean, your name will only get you so far, won't it? At the end of the day, money talks. Yeah. So, um, Cristiano Ronaldo has won the Ballon d'Or for the seventh time. Are we all happy for him? Yeah, I I, I will I'll always pick him over Messi it's, you know you can like both you don't have to pick one or the other <laughs> no but as in I think to, to win an award yeah it's, 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 they, it's they can't so, give the band to both <laughs> it's, it's so important to him that when he wins it I, I think good for you yes good for you because he, he really seems to if, if we believe the media portrayals he seems to take it extremely seriously and very personally I don't get the imp- I get the impression that Messi is a little bit more secure about his his status in the game and his place in history. And so it just seems to, to, to be more important to, to Cristiano Ronaldo and so good for him. But he gets criticised for it, doesn't he? I don't see anything wrong with taking personal pride in yourself and wanting to win these awards. It seems very strange how he um, he gets picked up for it. Yeah, I've, I've made that argument in the past too. He's, he's not... Going on natural gifts alone, he wouldn't have gotten anywhere near the level he's at. He's He's... He's pushed himself with the, this this unyielding drive to be the best or the best he can be, and and for all that he gets, you know, called up on for for the sort of attitude at times and the preening and 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 the posturing and the hair and, and the look from from his earliest days at United, he's staying on the training pitch for hours, working on his free kicks and and just doing finishing, and he, he obviously takes care of his his body and his physique, his health. He's a model professional. Um, he's just an easy target for for people that don't sort of like the uh, the image that that goes along with him. Hmm. Is the heron still there? Uh, no, now they're just generally frustrated with me now having been sad in the same spot for <laughs> two hours. It, it's it's a, a 
it's a pleasure for me that I'm very rarely, if ever, afforded. Neither of them like rain, and so if we get a rainy day, I, I can get away with it, but it's not raining. <laughs> uh, okay, well, it's Club World Cup, Al Jazeera beat Auckland City 1-0. Um, there's a championship game on Monday. Birmingham lost uh, 1-0 at home to Wolves. Wolves now 10 points clear of third place Bristol City. Uh, right, we have got five Premier League games to catch up with before we skedaddle. Um, first of which we shall talk about Crystal Palace versus Bournemouth now is this a relegation game as yet yeah it's definitely I think it's definitely a relegation game but they've both been rather poor this season so it's they both need to win yeah, yeah you've got to start and you've got to get out of trouble soon there's so many games coming up over the over the you know over the, the Christmas period that if uh, bad form now can see you sliding down in a hurry I can still see Bournemouth going on a terrible run and and getting relegated that's what happened last season wasn't it they were doing well and then they just had a couple of bad games and then all of a sudden they, they sort of went five six on the bounce without picking any points up yeah uh, and Palace have scored in each of their last four Premier League matches in um, uh, at Selhurst Park so they've found their scoring boots again haven't they although they get to beat Bournemouth at, uh, at home I think this is this has the potential to be last on match of the day. Oh really? Do you think? It were. What yeah. ahead of Burnley Watford? Well, yeah, I, think, well, I think Watford had decent watch. Uh, well, actually, hey, that's an interesting thing because Burnley, Burnley are like fifth, right? Mm. Watford are quite high up. I think that's a potential for a quite a good game. Yeah. Yeah. Go on, let's talk about that one then. Yeah, let's move on. <laughs> move seamlessly <laughs> onto that one. Uh, Burnley, go on then. Burnley versus Watford. You make a case for this one being higher up match of the day. I, I think there's a bit more potential. Burnley obviously are playing very, very well. Um, Watford have had a couple of weird games recently, but again, they're playing very well. Um, Watford have been scoring quite a lot as well. I can see Richardson um, getting involved. Um, and gen- generally, I think that there's potential for Burnley are going to be very strong defensively. Mm. Uh, so it'll be a really good match of of that sort of really good defence versus very good attack and seeing which one comes out on top. I think it'll be very sort of end-to-end. Justin Burnley have kept four clean sheets at home uh, in the Premier League so far this season um, and they've conceded only three goals. Those are those are, uh, those are decent numbers. Mm. They're not easy to break down. You know, they're not an expansive side and so uh, it's not easy to find space in between their lines. And you're largely restricted to trying to play around them, get crosses in behind, that kind of thing. And so they, they play a pretty good percentage game. Okay, so if I was writing a betting slip out, who would you tell me to bet on for this? What? Away, oh, go on then, yeah, okay. I'd definitely yeah. say Burnley. What would you say, Justin? Uh, yeah, it's it's at Burnley, isn't it? Yes. I think I would, but but not confidently. Okay. Uh, Swansea versus West Brom. Come on, Ryan. That's going to be last up match of the day, isn't it? Yes. Well, yes. you know, <laughs> coming in with his, uh, you know, he wants to play nice attacking football. So, yeah, no. no it's going to be. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm actually really frustrated that Swansea are in, a, in the position where they are. They are. They're, I mean, Renato Sanchez has obviously not been the the light that I think they were hoping he would be, mm. and. Generally, obviously, they're struggling beyond belief, and Clement needs a win. 
I think he's under a significant amount of pressure at the moment. We sad to see him go. Yeah, I mean, West Brom are in 17th place. They're on 13 points. They're four points ahead of bottom place Swansea. So if West Brom win, then Swansea start to sort of get themselves adrift, don't they? Yeah, but this is like what you were saying earlier, Chris, about how tightly packed everything is. And when these sides that are toward the bottom bottom third of the league get three points, they 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 can jump themselves out of trouble and put others in it yeah. with just one one result. Uh, Huddersfield Brighton next then. Um, Huddersfield to town defender Martin Craney uh, could be injured um, and there's no new absences for Brighton. Uh, this has been the first top flight encounter between the two of them at all and Huddersfield has scored the fewest second half goals in the Premier League this season um, but have conceded the most after the break so they don't like the second half to Sunderland or do Huddersfield. Anthony Knockhart, I picked my fantasy team at the start of the season, right? Um, I don't feel like he's got me many points. <laughs> no, I don't think he probably would. I think he was. I think he was picked up by quite a few people actually. Um, as someone that would be able to to pick up the odd point here or there. But I mean, it's going to be an interesting game. It's, you know, as you said, first top flight game between the two. Whether they'll just both focus caution to the wind or whether they'll be quite defensive, uh, it's interesting to, to think about. So, how do you think it's going to go? I'm, I'm going to go with the safe draw. <laughs> is this what you do? Is it if you're sort of in doubt, you just put a draw in? Yeah, yeah. when I do my um, Sky Sports Super Six, if I'm not sure, I'll just put a draw on it or a one nil to either team. But <laughs> just to go, just to hedge my bets. But Justin, come on, can be a bit more assertive one way or the other. Well, I'm gonna. I'd be very assertive. It is going to be a draw. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm gonna be assertive about about uh, my dis, my choice of it being a draw. And the reason I say that is that I think both of these sides are now finding it hard to win matches. Is it's it's not easy to play well. Uh, Huddersfield. The, the, that stat is actually telling about their difficulties in the second half because I think they're finding with a smaller squad they're having to work very hard to stay. In, in games and and the longer it goes on the 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 worse the odds get for them um, and I just it's, it's it takes a little bit extra to win and uh, I see two sides struggling to do that right now so I feel very confident about a draw here Brighton are up in 12th at the moment. Huddersfield has sort of slipped down to 16th place 15 points they've got a whole difference already of minus 17. Be very deft to, to turn around, isn't it? Yeah, they need to sort of, sort of arrest that slide, don't they? I don't know how they they would be able to. Though I think it would just be too difficult to to try and turn that around. It's, it's, the only thing would just be to concede less and still lose the games anyway. I mean, it's... Ryan, you're a genius. <laughs> it sounds like a Michael Owen thing to say. Actually, yeah. doesn't it? <laughs> they just need to score more and let in fewer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, last then of the um, weekend is uh, this is the BT Sport on Saturday game right uh, is Newcastle versus Leicester in the Neil Lennon getting kicked in the head derby um, I think there's actually two games this weekend on BT Sport right really that's rare there's a Sunday game Southampton Arsenal on Sunday oh we haven't talked about that have we so we've got two more games to talk about uh, yeah we'll do the Neil Lennon derby first um, how do we think that one's going to go this is going to be actually at Newcastle um I don't think there's any fresh injury concerns at all for, for either side in particular. Uh, Newcastle have lost only two of the last 17 at home versus Leicester. 
And Jamie Vardy is one goal away from becoming the first Leicester player to 50 Premier League goals. I can't believe Ian Marshall didn't make it there. No, I, I think Leicester should be... Oh, I don't know. I'd like to think Leicester will win. Just because you'd expect them to, I guess. Uh, but Newcastle are, are playing quite well so far, so it's difficult to say one way or another. But I'm going to be assertive, since you don't like me sitting on the fence. <laughs> I'm going to say Leicester win. Leicester win. Well, Leicester got back-to-back victories versus Burnley and Spurs the last couple of weeks. Uh, they've lost four out of five, Newcastle have, though, Justin. Yeah, um, maybe not in the best best run of form right now. And I'm not terribly confident that they will turn that around even playing at home. I can see Leicester winning this by the odd goal. Well, they won 3-0 last season in this fixture, Leicester did. So, This fixture? in this Yeah, at Newcastle. Last season? Oh, yeah. That would have been the season before, right? Yeah. Season before, sorry. Yes, because that would have been the season <laughs> when they... Sorry. Yeah. Newcastle Sorry. would have needed to be in the league had a fixture. <laughs> He's getting late. Oh, the, the um, return fixture. Do you remember the season before? That was the one where uh, Dowry and Matt went sliding through and ended up tackling the camera or something, didn't they? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, lastly, but least least, seems I nearly missed it out completely, uh, the other B-Sport game, this is on a Sunday, um, is Southampton at home to Arsenal. Um Southampton have lost only one of their last six home games against Arsenal uh, in the Premier League. Although, that was in May. Just gone. I'm I'm actually going to go for a draw. A assertive draw. Are you? Yeah. Although Southampton are a bit like a yo-yo team. It's difficult to say. It depends which Southampton turns up. Well, Fraser Forster, Justin, has conceded five goals in five Premier League matches against Arsenal. Uh, that's a pretty good return, but I don't, I don't see that continuing. I, I, I think I've, I am done uh, viewing Arsenal as a, a football club that sets out to, to win games and trophies. I, I think that their actual, I think they do that, but that's secondary. I think their, their prime reason for existence now is manipulating their own fan base's expectations. <laughs> <laughs> Trolling, that's their only existence at the yeah, moment. Yeah, and, and so what we had from Arsenal was an indifferent start to the season, and then a relatively long and, and consistent spell of very good performances and results which saw them steadily climbing back up the table lots of good performances and it all came crashing back down uh, when they played Manchester United at home uh, to the sh- to the actual shock and surprise of many of their supporters who who really should have seen it coming because I think we'll now see is once again um, them playing attractive attacking football and scoring goals and and, and beating uh, what would ordinarily be a, 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 a good team at home in Southampton comfortably. Two mm. or three nothing, I say. Two or three nothing. Yeah, I, I think so because there's, you know, because that's what's needed in order to get the fan base quickly believing that they're capable of mounting some sort of title or at least top four challenge. While we've been speaking, they won their Europa League game 6 0 against Bate Borisov. So that's the first step. They uh, need to score six in Europe. They did score six, yeah, at home in a half-empty Emirates stadium. Um, six isn't many. I was say, it's not seven, is it? It's not seven, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's not seven. But, uh, no, I mean, in all seriousness, I, I, I do think there's something to that. I do think that Arsenal um, 
just let themselves down at the worst possible times, and they they did it again in the Manchester United match, and and, and so they've got it all to do again. Um, and I think that they will do because it's it's so easy amongst their their failures in those big games and their defensive frailties at times. That there is a lot of quality in that side, and when they're playing well together, they've got you know they've they've got a a wealth of attacking talent, and they can score goals and. I think they'll do it uh, down at Southampton and, and probably go on a fairly good run of results again until they once again run into, um, you know, a City or Chelsea or Liverpool that'll put them to the sword. <laughs> um, Fraser Forster wears 44. Goalkeepers who are their first choice, undeniable first choice uh, for their club that choose not to wear number one. And Simon Mingley as well, I'm looking at as well. Courtois. Courtois, yeah. Well, do we know if that's a choice? Courtois definitely is. I think he's. he's I, I don't know if he, I think he wears thirteen for Belgium as well. Okay, I think that this guy, this generation of goalkeepers, just sort of didn't grow up with the the sort of uh, you know goalkeeper wears one and and the center forward wears nine that that sort of thing. I mean, I think they've just grown up wearing the number whatever number they favor. This is all George Campos's fault, isn't it? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> OK, well, look, that brings us to the end of um, our Premier League roundup for this week, or Premier League previews for this week, uh, the end of the podcast. Apart from Ryan, how's your FA save going with Melbourne victory? It's actually going a lot better than last time uh, we talked about it. So we did get to the FFA Cup final, mm-hmm. which we promptly lost to uh, Sydney FC which Ooh. was isn't there, no no but we did we did play better we, we actually were the better team but they scored a free kick uh, which is, is a shame because we ended up beating them about two three weeks later in the league and we're now actually about second in the league we were first mm. um, but a couple of bad results means we're slipping by down again we're about second in a cup final in the, the first few months that's that's pretty good considering that I couldn't really get anyone in and it's just have to say so what we what what I've got um, and I, I caved this week as well I don't know if you would have seen this on Twitter Jesse has been saying about this Andorran league yes <laughs> oh my god it's the, it's, it's the worst thing ever like <laughs> so you get you, you join the club so I downloaded the database join the club there was no staff no players because clearly no one cares about Peña um, to build in their proper actual team so they all have a load of sort of greyed out players which means can use them but they're not actual players in the game they're just crap uh, generated players so i signed a load of random people on amateur contracts staff on amateur contracts because you can't pay anyone in the andorran league apparently um and it's just it's it's interesting to to lose every single game five nil <laughs> um, and you and when you get one win which i checked the, i checked peña's last season in the top division and they only got maybe six points which I've beaten so far and I'm actually sixth in the league rather than eighth well you're she tasked you with just winning a game didn't she yeah which I did in the second league game which is I'm actually enjoying it it's it's interesting to I'm normally used to managing sort of like Inter Milan's and people like Everton Southampton and teams like that where you can usually do quite a lot with and Man City last season so it's certainly an interesting challenge you going to get into the Champions League? Or can you get into the Champions League if you win the Andorran yeah. League? Yes, if you win the Andorran League, you get 
Champions League, if you are runner-up or you win the cup, you get in the Europa League. But you'd have to get, you'd be at Champions League first knock, uh, first qualifying round. Oh yeah, your season would start the week after it ended or something, wouldn't it? Yes. <laughs> Although the season only ends in like well, the the so the top four teams go into a competition all by themselves to mm. determine the winner, and then the bottom four teams go into a relegation match, and the person that finishes bottom plays a relegation playoff with the people that finish top in the second league. Mm. All or nothing. Yeah, so it's, it's very interesting. Yeah, uh, Justin AOB. Sorry, any other business? Any other business? Sorry. Okay, I'm not very good at acronyms. <laughs> um, not that I can think of. Uh, no, I think we've covered everything. Cool. There is actually one thing that I've just seen, and I don't know if anyone else has seen it. Apparent. Well, the New York mayor has just signed in something over the past couple of hours by proclamation of the mayor's office, Wednesday, December sixth in the city of New York, is now known as Andrew Perlow Day. Aww. That's fantastic. <laughs> With nice. an official sign proclamation, so every December 6th. Everyone can, can wear their aviators inside and, and <laughs> untuck their shirt and what have guy? a, a snifter, snifter of brandy. Who would you guys devote a rally in Northampton Day to? I mean, there's no Northampton player that I think I'd care about. No? I'd, I'd definitely have like a, you know, as a Chelsea fan, I'd have a John Terry or Frank Lampard there. Yeah, you'd be on your own for that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you pretty much had about 15 Stephen Gerrards today on, on his farewell tour, didn't you? <laughs> that was, I, don't that's, I don't know if that's fair, Chris. I think people have, some people have a somewhat of a soft spot for Frank Lampard. Yeah, Frank Lampard, I will grant you. It's John Terry's birthday today. You should see some of the tweets I've been seeing. <laughs> Justin, any famous rallyings? Um, there probably are. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not a a, a a son of this city. I just, I just reside here, so I don't really know to be honest. Some, I sometimes. So we had this massive the tournament that I was recruiting at the past weekend was here in Raleigh, and all these coaches from all around the country that I know were asking me recommendations about where to go for dinner, and and I just had to tell them honestly, I couldn't. <laughs> give you one recommendation. I'm, t- I'm just the worst. I'm terrible about that. McDonald's. <laughs> we have a we have a place here called Jersey Mike's. That's what I would recommend if you ever make it over. Jersey Mike's. What does he do? It's just a sub. It's a sub place. It's like it's it's, it's but it's good. It's about twice as expensive as Subway, but for good reason. That's better. Well, we'll go there, Ryan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, I think Ross has um, got his internet back, so there could well be a uh, podcast this Sunday from uh, him and uh, his fellow presenters reviewing the games that we've just been previewing now. Uh, Ryan, if they want to follow you on Twitter, how do they do that? My handle is at the Ryan Goodman. Okay, just if they want to do similar to you, uh, it is at keepers underscore union. Okay, uh, at Man on the Post is a Twitter account. Uh, if you Follow us on iTunes. Don't forget if you subscribe, it helps bump us up the charts and all your future episodes will land automatically into your inbox. Uh, if you have a weird Android phone, then you get them through Acast or Podcast Republic, I think. Um, yep. I think you follow on there, don't you, Ryan? Uh, yeah, so on um, of these cheap Android devices, yeah, if you just find a podcast up, um, it will effectively use Acast, so it will just go through. If you follow from whatever app you use, it will be fine. I don't like the sound of those Android phones. 
<laughs> okay, wait, guys, thank you ever so much. Thanks. Yep. And always remember to keep your man on the post.